This episode is brought to you by the McDonald's one two three dollar menu. It's hard to have a friend who's a slow eater because when you finish your McChicken sandwich, watching them finish their McDouble cheeseburger and small fries can be excruciating until they notice you staring and offer up a few fries. That must be what friends are for. There's a deal for every moment on the McDonald's one two three dollar menu. Get a McChicken sandwich, McDouble cheeseburger, four piece chicken McNuggets, or small fries for just a few bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any offer or combo meal. This episode is brought to you by HP+. In a world full of smart devices, isn't it about time your printer got smart too? Now printing is smart with HP+. And the HP Smart app is how it all happens. You can print from your phone with just a tap, no matter where you are, even from your garage slash home office slash yoga studio. Huh, that is smart. HP+. Learn more about smart printing at hp.com slash smart. Hello and welcome to episode 159 of the Washed Up Emo podcast. I am Tom Mullen from washedupemo.com. Today we have a special episode of the podcast. We welcome back Dan Didier from The Promise Ring to talk about the album Very Emergency. Why you ask? Because today, September 28th, 2019, is the 20th anniversary of this album's release. It came out all the way back then in 1999 on Jade Tree Records. To that, I wanted to find a fun way to celebrate and talk about the album. So Dan and I connected earlier this week to discuss many things, including the inspiration of the album artwork, the backlash at the time, the one video that did for the record, Kim Coletta's honest opinion of the album, and also her prowess for taping NBA games on VHS. Finally, we read some reviews on the album together from IV Club, MTV, and Pitchfork. If you haven't, you should listen to this album now. Get a feel for it. Take an hour as Dan and I discuss, laugh, and then laugh some more about this album time and how much we had to go to the internet to remember things. This is episode 159 of the Washed Up Emo podcast with a very special, very emergency 20th anniversary with Dan Didier from The Promise Ring. Dan's record from me. So no one's reached out to anybody about very emergency. That's insane. <laughs> no, really. I mean, nothing I know about. I don't know if you know anyone else reached out to the other guys or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I mean, without you telling me, I it was Saturday or whatever you said it was. Like, yeah, it's it just, Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would just be another day. So I appreciate. I appreciate that you. You know, you're on top of things like that. I'm trying. So what's interesting is I read some reviews from back in the day. And did you remember the MTV interview? Oh, God, yeah. And and the review. <laughs> the review is, like, super favorable. Like, on air? Or no, they, like, on, wrote something. They, like, wrote I an mean, article. On what I... I don't know, were, were websites around back then? I yeah, no 1999. The headline is Polished Power Pop. Melodic rock that's at its best blasting from a car stereo. Well, that sums it up. That sums <laughs> right. it up. I'll talk to you later, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but what's great is it uh, it references a link to Happiness is All the Rage, and it's a real audio excerpt. So that's when you know it's 1999. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, nice. So very, very good review. The, it was basically saying, I'll, I will read the... Uh, I will read the last uh, part, and then we can get into the questions. Although the very word pop has come to take on an almost derogatory meaning in indie rock circles, Von Bolin clearly isn't afraid to wear his top 40 influences on his sleeve. And this record is a shining testament to that. It's enough to make one think that modest but heartfelt records such as Very Emergency might actually come within striking distance of the top 40 someday. But that might be too much to hope for. Holy shit. Wow, I don't remember. I don't remember that. I and actually, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember much about. <laughs> I, I remember that, like people being oh, okay. So this, okay, so the sort of like, like sort of forebearer of very emergency came from Kim Coletta when she listened to the record, you know, because we, we recorded it in D.C. with Jay Robbins and. Uh, and you know whatever he said, gave her in advance, you know, a rough mix or whatever. And you know, she she made this big comment about, oh, there's no, she, you know, she she wanted like another nothing feels good, or at least that's what her reaction was. He's like, oh, this is totally different, and it's not, you know, like there's no, um, oh, what was the word she said? Like that, not drama, but not not like uh, dynamics or something like that. She like there's not a lot of dynamics in that, like you know, whatever. And so I said, it was sort of like, yeah, well, that was sort of the point, you know, for that record, at least. So I'm shocked that, because it seemed like that was, like, people either had a negative reaction or a very favorable. So, like, either you're, like, sort of on Kim Coletta's side or you're on the MTV side, apparently. Wow. <laughs> that record being like, eh. you know, like, it's, you know, it's fine. Um, I mean, initially, or, there was, it was seen as, like, a sellout record. Is that, is that exactly that's what I think that's that's sort of what the that uh, clearly like yeah which which is weird because I, I didn't I guess I never really felt that but I mean I, I could like having conversations with people and be like you know but I guess it was just because our intention was always super clear that to me it, it didn't seem that way it's just like well no this is just what we're doing so it, it feels totally natural because this is what we're doing we're not like it's not contrived in a way or it's just, it's just like, this is what we, this is what we, we want to do. This is what we're doing. So we're just going to do it. You know, <laughs> you know, like we didn't really have like a, yeah, I don't know. Going into it. Did you feel that? Did you feel, okay, I think people are going to see this differently. Uh, let's say before the record, like you're making it like positive and you're, you seem very determined was there any thoughts of like, are people going to think about this a certain way or was it like, this is just what we're doing? It, it, well, I had no, no like preconceived notion of like people's reactions to it. Uh, that, I, that I recall, like, I don't remember ever being like, being like, Whoa, guys, Whoa, what are we doing? You know, like we should, you know, where's nothing feels good part two. We're like, you know, that was never that. It was just like, Holy shit. Like we're starting to write these type of things. And we all are really enjoying them, you know, and the, the other music that we have been listening to, you know, is what we want to make, you know. What was in your head at the time? 
So, okay. So I feel like there's a couple of, for me, there's a couple things that sort of, and, and, you know, think when you, when you, when you said, Hey, I'm going to you know, talk to you about this. And then I, does that make me to thinking, Oh, I should actually think about the record. <laughs> and what I, what I thought about it was there was two sort of things that happened, which is kind of funny now that I've never really thought about it until now. There's two sort of things that happened with the band that, may have changed the, our thought process for the next record, you know, and the one was in the, the van accident in 98. Mm-hmm. When did this record come out? 99. 99. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's, that's, that's chronological. That, that, that totally makes sense. Um, it, it was, it was like, I, I think, I think with us, it's like every time we had, a, we got out of the rut, and we were forced to take a break. We're forced to slow down. We reimagined or thought about or had time to consider what we wanted to do. And I felt like, you know, the same thing happened then with Woodwater, with then Davies Tumor and that situation. You know, so that was like another kind of event mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, the band that sort of like, made us stop, got us, you know, got us out of the tour record, you know, right sort of wheel, spinning wheel. Um, you know, so I, I felt like, so, you know, maybe, maybe there's something to that where, you know, we had this, you know, crazy accident where we all actually survived and maybe then <laughs> that sort of, you know, sort of made our, all look maybe different. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and and then the other thing was when we did again, you know, from from, from drummer perspective, the when we did the uh, and I, I feel like this has to be following the chronology is that we did the um, Pixies cover of Gouge Away for a, to a, like Pixies cover come, and I feel like us playing. Gouge Away and covering Gouge Away and recording Gouge Away and, and playing that song. I think that that, if, if there's anything that really influenced the emergency, and I could be totally wrong, like the, chronologic, the chronological order could be wrong, but I don't think it is. Because um, I remember kind of going into, uh, you know, uh, the recording and the writing of, of, of that album and those songs being like, <clears throat> Like David Loveling's drums on Gouge Away is, and in most of the Pixie songs are brilliant because they're powerful and simple, and you know, and that's you know awesome. And so, like, just again, getting out of your element, doing something that you that you're you know taking yourself out of the rut of I'm just going to write what I write, you know, but actually playing a song that somebody else's part you know, playing somebody else's part on a song, uh, you know, kind of changed at least the way I thought about playing, which is, which I, again, wouldn't have thought of unless you didn't tell me, I'm going to call you tonight. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I should think about this. Um, but I think like, like, so I think those, those, at least for me, those two things might have, um, you know, I, and then we were listening to other, like more pop music too. Uh, you know, uh, 
you know, that obviously helped, <laughs> I guess, you know, because we were just, we were just trying to emulate the stuff that we, that we liked. And then we wrote that, those parts into a song and released it as an album, you know? Um, I think listening back to, and I mean, even the little EP before, you know, tell everyone we're dead. You kind of hear yeah. that it's sort of breaking up. You hear the nothing feels good breaking up and it kind of coagulating. And, uh, you know, I think when people listen back and I want to go through a few of the songs, but you can hear there are slow songs. There are, you know, there are songs that sound like nothing feels good. There are things that you can. So I don't know. It, it, it for someone to just be like, oh, it's 35 minutes and it's just like simple songs. And, you know, it, it was, it wasn't, uh, it, di- it didn't, it didn't feel like that when you listen to it deeper. Okay. So I remember some of it was kind of, I mean, maybe not before, but sort of certainly after and while we were like working on it, there was a little bit of calculation because I remember having a conversation about what should be on the album and what shouldn't, even though I, I think, we probably recorded 12, 11. I, I don't know. And we were talking about the album and we were thinking like, there's no way that this album can have more than 10 songs. And there's no way that this can sort of, you know, like, and so when I, when I looked, I'm like, Oh yeah, how long is that album? And then it was like, what, 35 minutes, or whatever. 35 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, it's, it's like, again, thinking back at it, like that was kind of, completely calculated because like the typical pop song is about three and a half minutes. We have a 10 song album that's 35 minutes. You divide that. The average length of song is 3.5. You know, like there's right. sort of calculation in that, whether it was intended or not, or if it just sort of happened that way, but it's sort of like, you know, like it, we, there was a point to that record and, and that, that we certainly made it, you know, being, you know, kind of, straightforward, stripped down, straight ahead, no frills, you know, get, get, get to the chorus, you know, like there's a, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Petty was like that, you know, <laughs> like don't bore us, mm-hmm. get to the chorus. And I think you saying <laughs> the, you know, the van accident, having that moment where you look back at oh, cool, everything could have been done. Let's do what we want. Or we're thinking about something differently. And also you're riding that high of nothing feels good. All that press, like, people but again i think people forget like we it you talk about it in in the jawbreaker doc of like you know this band got taken down um you know for doing something like you know a major label you guys were on jade tree and still it wasn't like it was on atlantic or like sony or something Mm -hmm. like you were making a super pop record that hopefully more people were gonna hear and um i don't know everybody wanted nothing feels good too and i think i guess that's that's as old as time but you're right. It's the stuff you were into. Some major shit happened, and uh, I think you're at a point where you you could have done that. That that was the point to do what you wanted. It wasn't like you were um, trying to impress anybody at that point. No, and, and, and you know, and I guess of course, like with 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 the sort of success. You know, I mean, again, we we, we talk about success. Like <laughs> we sold a million records. We really did. But the sort of you know. Uh, hindsight success, I guess, yeah. uh, of, of that record. But I mean, but, you know, we could, you know, well, of course, living in uh, Milwaukee in a, you know, very, uh, cost of living is very low. You could live on what I, I did, live on what the band was making on on the road and royalties and, 
you know, but again, compared to, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Uh, so the, you know, so with these, this is, you know, so-called success with, with nothing feel good. I mean, we did have a sort of moxie, right. About as I feel like, you know, it, it could be, you know, like, Oh, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Maybe like that could have been part of it too. Just like, fuck it. Let's just do a pop record because that's what we want to do. And, you know, of course, everyone's going to fuck it along it. But, you know, obviously that's, you know, not necessarily true, but, but, you know, that idea of like, you know. That makes sense. I mean, what what was it like working with Jay? Jay was great. I mean, he's uh, the kindest, biggest sweetheart. Um, but, but I remember sending him drum sounds. I just sent him like a tape or something like, okay, you know, of course, some Pixie songs were on there and, uh, you know, <clears throat> a lot of like drum sounds that I really liked. I sort of sent him a tape of like, you know, it's, you know, before, before we, you know, got to DC, we're like, can we do, can we get some of this type of, I think the drum should be like this. And so he was super open to that. And, you know, he had, you know, it, it, he was just there to, do whatever it takes to get the best out of you. Um, you know, cause we've, and so it was fun working with him too, with, you know, cause obviously he, he did nothing to do with it as well. So to have him on board with us doing this record was, you know, was great because he was like, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you want that sound? You want that feel? Okay. We're, we're, we're going to get that, you know? Um, yeah, so working with him has, has always been has always been great. That's interesting. You mentioned sounds because I think when I listen back at your discography, like this one and Woodwater stick out as the brightest to me. And I don't know if that's what you think, but like I hearing very emergency today is very similar to then, and I think it sounds just as you know, it sounds great. It sounds doesn't seem like the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to it that way? Because I know you guys remastered it not long ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In all honesty, I don't, I don't think I've listened back to it. So I don't know. But I I could... I, rem- I mean, I remember it being a very... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bright, loud, you know? <laughs> like, all that. That's all that's what we wanted uh, from that record. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we were sent test presses and stuff of the remastered, you know, and I don't know. I, I don't, I didn't really, <laughs> I'm sure it sounds great. Approved. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, not too, uh, you know, somebody must have listened to it. <laughs> somebody must have. Uh, but that's, yeah, but I think that's, right. that was a conscious thing. And I think I remember getting it and, and feeling that, oh, wow, this sounds great. This sounds bigger um and i kind of you know it was it was definitely taking a swing um and i think at that point with you guys like what else were you supposed to do that what else were you guys gonna do at that point like you're gonna try and swing and be a bigger band isn't that what you're supposed to do (laughs) yeah but it's but it's like yeah but but, yeah but that makes us feel it sort of seems like it's yeah that's a that's an interesting point because that makes it seem like yeah we were, were purposely trying to get make it big which of course 
with with the success of nothing feels good again in quote success um the uh you know i, I mean yeah i guess that was, was maybe a part of it but it, it but it really it wasn't like us like going for the brass ring you know like i, I don't know i don't know I, I guess i don't necessarily remember that like i always thought well if if it if that happens, he should be the song that it happens to. There's <laughs> no put it that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, talk about the video, Emergency Emergency. Do you remember it at all? Yes, that was shot in my um, my uh, uh, flat in, in Milwaukee. Part of it was like our performance part was shot in uh, where I was living. And then uh, the other part where my girlfriend at the time, now wife, lived. Yeah, so yeah, I remember that. Uh, Darren Doan directed it. So, he, and my brother <clears throat> helped sort of script it out. So, like me and my brother kind of like came up with the idea. We sent it to Darren. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. I'm coming to Milwaukee. I'm like, all right. And then we shot it. <laughs> wow. It's kind of goofy. It's a goofy. I like it. I think there's the weirdo, there's the girl that's getting stalked, and then the milkman's yeah. weird. I like it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just all of like all of our friends, you know, like Josh Modell is the milkman, uh, which is sort of a reference to the magazine that he did called Milk uh, in, in uh, Milwaukee, which was like the glue that held all musicians together. I felt like for a certain time, like everyone, like that magazine was, and, and what, what he was doing, promoting shows and him and Jim Minor, James Minor, uh, were like, you know, that was a very important magazine. So <laughs> him being a little man was kind of a nod to that. Was that the video? It must've been the video was, which we had Michael D and David K in it from, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, right? Is that that video? I think so. It's like a close, a close up of a magazine called with that we, that we, you know, reference to our other song. Reference the magazine was called Best Looking Boys, and we pan out and actually, and it's the actual Michael D and David K, uh, you know, Dave Kaczynski and and, and Mike Shanbeck, who's Scott Shanbeck's brother, and our, was our tour manager for for some time. Yeah. Okay. So that is that video. Yeah. So you know, we have, we have, it's sort of like all these sort of self-referential kind of little Easter eggs, I guess. Yeah. You know, in in that video. Are there any any others that you remember? The, well, I mean, just the, like Jared Durris was the, the <laughs> quote-unquote creepy guy. He's a brother of one of my one of my best friends, John. Um, and then. Uh, the, and then the girl is, is Kara, uh, who Danny, my, my wife's girlfriend at the time, was uh, rooming with. No, not at that time, but at one point was rooming with her. So it was just like, you know. All hands on deck. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> who, who can we get? Who do we know? Who do we, you know. Do you remember how much it was? No. I mean, I think it was very little. I, if anything. How much did Doan take you for? Like 10? 10, 15? Uh, uh, God, no. Two? I mean, it was like so low. Wow. It was like film stock. It was like film stock. 
and like like an ice cream sandwich maybe I like it really was <laughs> really I don't I don't remember ever like I don't remember being like whoa you know it was so expensive to make like it really 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 wasn't right that I remember yeah what's the ice cream in Milwaukee that everybody has the custard right. Custard, yeah, frozen custard. So you gave film stock and and frozen custard. That's what you did. <laughs> frozen custard, yeah. I took them to Chops, which is like the, the frozen custard spot um, that everyone everyone goes to. We yeah, just treated them uh, to that. <clears throat> and you don't have a copy of this video anywhere, correct? Neither just Jade Tree. I, I think I do. I do. I think I do. I, I in in my in my magical uh, uh, Tupper. Boxes. The one that I haven't been able to get you to open, but it's in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. I think there's a VHS copy. Really? Of, oh, there's uh, no, the like, legit copy? Like, a digital copy? Yeah. Like, 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 master? I don't think I have a master. I think it was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't have, like, a, like a beta or, like, a, you know, whatever. I think I, it was always like that. Right, the version on YouTube is from Blank TV, and it's an okay version. I was just hoping that there's a better one lying around somewhere. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's certainly, not, certainly not on DVD or anything. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know where like the, the master tape is. Maybe, maybe J Tree because uh, they would have it. Maybe, but I, I don't know where that would be now. <laughs> And at no point, at no point was they're like, "Hey, we have your master tapes of videos. Like, do you want them? Like, I don't, I don't remember ever having that conversation." Right. See, that's what happens in twenty years. That's what happens. You're right. Yeah, that's totally right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine, like, you know, like asking Jason for the <laughs> original artwork. We actually yeah, had an issue luck. with that yeah. at work where the original files for an album 20 years ago was on Quark. <laughs> and they had to like find mm-hmm. a version of a computer that could open. I mean, it was a process. So isn't that crazy yeah. that it was only 20 years, but that whatever Jason designed on is probably obsolete. So I guess we're on yeah. the topic of that. Like who was the idea around the, album um which is now i think iconic to some regard um which people emulate and and use but any i know jason would you know speak to it but anything you remember from the artwork it was that was i mean you know let's just let's just call spade a spade that was 100 percent uh influenced by rushmore the wes anderson film with rushmore. Oh, like right. about it everything everything about it like Jason saw that movie, he loved that movie, and he was like, I want to, let's just, you know, this is what it's going to be. We're all going to be different characters. Uh, we're all going to kind of dress up, and we're all going to be, you know, in that, you know, sort of, yeah. So we're like, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I, I regret, you know, growing my hair out, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a, a train wreck. You know, I, I have to blame. I have to blame uh, Beck Mutations for that. For that. Uh, for growing their hair out. About, yeah, because Beck has such a great hair. He does. Am I right? I, he I'm does. He's great hair. I know I'm not wrong. Beck has great hair. So I was like, oh, I can do that. You know, but you know, not knowing that you know Beck, <clears throat> you know, flies a hair sandwich out. Um, <laughs> So I, you know, I, I don't have that. I don't have that, that sort of uh, means. 
uh, or didn't, and, and so on. But you know, we. So I just had that, whatever that, you know, whatever was on that album, <laughs> forever. Uh, I love that you remember your hair about it. Like you're just like before you uh, even talk about the artwork, well, yeah, you're like, right. yeah. So Jason had an idea about Rushmore, but my hair sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, can you blame me? <laughs> For uh, you know, but no, it was fun because we had you know Paul Kub is the is the uh, is the uh, um, cover. Uh, we had you know, I believe Tim Kinsella in there. Oh, um, right. You know, yeah. So it's, it, again, it's, you know, everything is, you know, we sort of self-referential or, you know, we had, you know, the, the sort of, you know, bond we had with, with Joan of Arc, you know, at that time, you know, being, you know, on tour with them all the time and just, you know, being friends and, <laughs> you know, we always, and I think, yeah, Jason was living in Chicago at the time. He must have, yeah. Uh, you know, so we've just been around. So I remember going to wherever Tim would be living, I think is where the photo shoot happened. And then, uh, yeah. So yeah, who's on the cover again? Uh, Paul Koob. Oh. K-O-O-B. Right. He's uh, just a friend of Tim Kinsella's and all those Chicago people. So, Is he a bus driver? He's not, and I certainly don't know. I haven't really kept up with him, so I don't really know what he's No, the now. cover. I mean, like, who is oh, he cover, on the cover? Yeah. Oh, I, like, oh, I thought you were, like, being funny, like, oh, what is he? <laughs> no, he is a bus driver. No, chauffeur. chauffeur. Oh, chauffeur. Okay. Chauffeur. <laughs> chauffeur. Yeah. I almost kept you going with that for a minute, and I was like, no, I gotta stop this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I confused yeah, Dan. Yeah. You don't know what everyone everyone in your life has been, you know, the past twenty years has been doing. <laughs> um, the yeah, so so the, the idea is that it's all sort of part of our personality. So um, why Tim Kinsella is a priest, you know, that was probably, you know, um, but it kind of makes sense. Uh, Paul Cruz was chauffeur. I was an architect. I was an architect. Uh, shoot, I can't. Remember. Jason was like the like uh, kind of the Rushmore character, kind of like the uh, so the hopeless romantic, right? Uh, of Davies, obviously sports. Um, Scott was he businessman? I don't know. And then then there's a bunny. There's a bunny. there is a bunny. I can't, I can't remember who put the bunny mask on. Um, yeah, but I should. Uh, I feel like Scott was like a business guy. Maybe he had a briefcase. Or did I have the briefcase? I know I had like like rolled up pieces of paper to make it look like I had blueprints. Right. Uh, that's such fun. That's, that's fun. fun. Now was that the was that the same record cycle tour that you had the sports shirts? I wouldn't put it past us. That Do you remember those? It. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those were like each size yeah, had a different member. Yeah, yeah, and we all had to chose our different numbers. Um, and yeah, and I, re- I remember because uh, every time I, I see Zach uh, Lind when Jimmy Will comes through town, I you know try to go see them and say hi. And he always brings up, "I forgot my duty shirt," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
kind of like, like drummer camaraderie. <laughs> uh, and I remember during the 2012 uh, like reunion tour that we did, we did a. Uh, it was a uh, we, we were playing a our, our friend uh, owned a bar and he has like a street party, so we played that um, on that part of that reunion cycle. And my dad showed up wearing that shirt, and I remember Davey calling him out and being like, you know, turn around. And of course, he had Diddy on the back. And I like, <laughs> um, those are my two, my two memories of, of those shirts. But that had to be because we had the foam fingers. We did like foam fingers, like number one. Tell me, you and still have dad. one of those? Yeah, my dad. My dad, surprisingly, my dad still has one. I believe. You got to take a photo of it when you next, when one, you see him. We might have one at the at still like at the. It might have like moved through the different practice spaces and studios, and right? Gosh, over the years, so I mean, there's one somewhere. But I, to tell you what, though, it sounds like a great idea. But the boxes that foam fingers come in, and because they're foam, they take up so much space. Like it was just like, you know, 25 of those foam fingers takes up a lot of space because they're foam <laughs> and they're big and it's so, awkward. And so like Scott couldn't find a place like, to sit because you had 25 foam fingers. Yeah. That's like, it's sort of what it was. Like we had these big, like we're, you know, and we, we never, we always toured in a lofted van. We never brought a trailer you know, or anything like that. So it was always like whatever fit underneath the loft is what, you know, <laughs> is what sort of makes it, you know? So it was just sort of like, yeah, I, I just remember that like great idea. Oh my God. It's so genius. Yeah. Foam fingers. Yeah. You know, awesome idea. Sports team, you know, whatever. And, uh, until you like have to pack. Those. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and until you're just outside of Akron and you're like, God damn it. This sucks. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a great. You, uh, what's interesting, you mentioned Zach, um, is I was looking through some photos from Paul Drake, and mm. there's a bunch of them with Zach wearing the shirt. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, sure. He likes that shirt. I still have mine. Uh, nice. I have Jason's because right, I think have? He, I have Jason because he was a medium. Yeah. What? Wasn't Jason's the medium size? Well, I mean, I think we did them all in all different sizes. Really? So I thought when I got mine, because I thought you couldn't pick, I thought it was, oh, maybe I was just handed one because I was like, oh, I must have gotten the medium. It might have been because of like, we didn't want to, you know. (laughs) I mean, this is again, probably not the case, but you know, like we were still swamped at the merchandise table after we played. We couldn't bother with having people choose what shirt they did. You know? uh, that's probably it. I don't think that's, I don't, I don't think that's the case, but I think it was some sort of ease of like, here's a shirt, get out of here. <laughs> hey kid, I'll talk to you in like 20 years. All right, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Do a podcast. Like yeah. come, come out. <laughs> Dork, get out of here. Well, welcome back. Uh, 
Well, the other funny part of the one I got that shirt, the only other memory I have of that is I've told you this before, but it's worth mentioning is I asked Blake Schwarzenbach where Davey was because I didn't know who Blake Schwarzenbach looked like or Davey because it was before the internet. And I just remember my friend being like, you fucking asshole. You just asked Blake where somebody was like, I don't know who he was. It was funny. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was oblivious. No, that, it's was, fun. That, was always, that was always a joke. It was just like any other member, and, and even uh, the other members of uh, Just Brazil on that tour, we all had that sort of joke where we would, uh, you know, like pretend we're a fan and just like try to make small talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, oh, where's he? You know, like it's always like question always ends up like, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's a man. small club. I, it's, small, it's a small club. I'm sure you can find it. I didn't leave. Uh, but yeah, no, I was just like, that yeah, just totally, that, that, that question, uh, was asked numerous times to anyway. every other member of the band. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with, with Jet. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good job on drugs. Yeah. But where's Blake? You know, like, but I think what's weird is I asked Blake where somebody was not knowing he was Blake. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like meta. Like that's like deep, <laughs> like a deep, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he still thinks about it a lot. Um, I'm sure he did. I want to, uh, talk about some of the songs and I think I want to start out with the dark horse, which Arms and Dangers. Mm-hmm. I think this could have fit on Nothing Feels Good. I think this could have fit on a record after. I feel I don't know. I feel like it starts a little slow and then it picks up and then doesn't stop. Any thoughts? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to remember that song. Is that the, is that the uh, was born in 1968? Uh, oh, I'm bad with I was born to replace Bobby Kennedy. What's what's uh, what song is that? Wait, hold on. Arms in danger. Do I gotta pull up my phone? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, no one could be happier than you. That's how it starts. Yeah. Um. See, the, the, okay. So yes, we wrote we wrote these pop songs, and yes, <laughs> they're you know that <clears throat> you know twenty years twenty years on, you know which 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 short pop song are you talking about <laughs> um i'll go to another well, song but, uh, Who, let me see though let me i'm gonna, I'm gonna you can it. totally pull it up remember because we can edit um yeah i yeah, know it's our is it arms and danger or arms and danger us or no arms and danger sorry not dangers arms and danger oh there it is arms and danger. Oh, I thought it was- so if you want to try the remastered ones you can finally listen to it you can try that yeah, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Hold on, I'm going to put pause it down. Does it come? Yeah, here's the lyrics. Yes. Okay. This is the song. I was born in 1962. Yeah. Bobby Kennedy. Okay. So, yeah. Not, I mean, not to call him out, but, you know, that's uh, it's a reference to, to our bass player at the time. Uh, not to call out his age, but uh, <laughs> this, uh, I remember that. When, uh, you know, when, when people ask, how old is he? Well, <laughs> uh, you know, again, it was like, it was like, again, like every, you know, it's, you know, upon reflection, like, you know, Davies lyrics can obviously stand for themselves and, you know, they're, they're super good. 
And that one of the <clears throat> things about how well they're crafted is that I, I, I always appreciated the, uh, the, the, the sort of self-referential sort of this ties into that. Or, you know, remember this line from that song? Well, I'm going to reuse it this song, but change it with this. You know, like, I always, like, that was always super smart to me. And so I always liked those little tidbits <laughs> that, you know, was a... Uh, Kind of you know, sort of go back to like sort of the Easter eggs of the of the lyrics throughout the songs. Yeah, and I feel like that. I know it's one of. Yeah, and that's one of. I feel like w- what's cool about you know the lyrics and and you re- referencing that is that I have a t- I have a tough time with lyric. I obviously forgot the the first line of the uh, that song earlier, but you know his songs like it, it was almost like he was letting you in on something while he was singing. If that makes sense. Like I felt like I, it was, it was a, it was a, it was personal and it had, it just, you know, it wasn't the usual, um, I'm feeling this way. It was like a little joke line and then a serious line and then a reference and it kind of didn't make sense, but it, I guess when you, when you thought about it or you got the other references, it, it did make sense. Was that, is that how you would perceive it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always like, there's sort of a, a certain story being told, but within that story, there's, you know, other parts to it, you know, yeah. a metaphor here, a reference here, <clears throat> you know, but I, you know, I, I don't know if it was always like the attempt of him to sort of outwit himself, you know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, I think he was very mindful of the lyrics. I like, you know, obviously he took that very seriously. Um, and, and he was very thoughtful about it. And, and, you know, I think that that sort of care in what he did with those lyrics, I think, is what you know, obviously makes it what it is. You know? Yeah. And then all of my everythings, is that where he he says everybody's band name and, like, says something cute about him? Which one was that? Was that all of my everythings or things just, just getting good? Things just getting good. It was things just getting yeah. good. Right. Yeah. Um, I liked how those ended each side. Again, very intentional. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's like we, we we try to make this album as straightforward and sort of like here's a bunch of pop songs. It's the end of the side. That's where the you know let's take a break. Let's reflect. Here's a slow jam. Flip it over. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again. And, you know, and then and then you know well, it's the end of the album. Here let's 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 slow down and you know reflect. So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, totally. Yeah, so I'm pulling up those lyrics, but I don't. Wait, no, it isn't that. Maybe it is that other one. Is it the other one? It is. It's the, it's the other one. I'm going to totally play it if you want. What's the other one? Um, I'm just looking up the lyrics. That's the great thing about uh, Apple Music and uh, that they kind of have lyrics for most of the songs. Um, all of my everything's. But I. Maybe not, though. I don't think this is the song either, but it has to be. I'm listening right now. No, it's not it. This is a good... I like this song. I like it, you know, not only because the drums started, but... Uh, I don't think I've ever seen you guys play that. I think we... Yeah, I don't think we ever did. Because I was thinking about that when I was listening back. I was like, I would have fucking loved this at the end. With, like, the encore or something. Like... <laughs> Just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I don't think you guys ever did. 
No, I, I don't remember. I mean, we may have, but we never, we never did like a, you know, record start to finish. Right. This, this album. Um, well, 20th is coming up. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get something by Saturday. Let's yes, get, the, get the gang back together. Davey, how are you? Jason, fly in. I know you're in like some form, you know, some exotic beach, yeah. but. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His Instagrams are amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, they're genius, completely. It's like, oh, I'm designing this house, and, uh, oh, look, I'm in uh, Cabo. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat, right. <laughs> um, uh, was there guest vocals on Skips a Beat? Yeah, Jenny Toomey. Who's that? Um, from, uh, she was, uh, from Licorice, and we see him. Uh, she's probably another band that I don't remember, but uh, she she was in bands that. Uh, hey, I'm pulling her up. Wikipedia. Let's do this. You know what, Dan? What's great about this? We've hit a point where this isn't just like memories. Like, oh, it's the ten year. Let me just think back and remember. And no, it's like, hey, do you have a oh, second? Because yeah. I need to look yeah. up Google real quick. <laughs> Yeah, right. we're at no, that no. anniversary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was in Tsunami and uh, in uh, this other band called Licorice. So, yeah, so that was uh, bands that we liked at the time, and uh, she agreed to sing. Nice, which is great. Was there any other guest performances? Things that people wouldn't know? I feel like there. No, that was uh, that was glass floor because uh, we recorded that at, 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 as part of it at Internet Team. We had uh, some guests, but um, there's a uh, note on the no, wiki was, about Ryan Weber playing piano. Ryan Weber. Weber. Where? On what? Their agency? It's on. It's it's on. It's on wiki. I will happily take it down if that's not true. Well, I don't know. I don't know either. For this for this album, this is fun. This is a fun game we're playing. That's what Wiki it's, says. <laughs> he was he. I didn't even think I knew him back then. I mean, because he, he he ended up. It's just the same. Let me let me let me let me see what you're saying. Um, and let's and let's he, and let's take became, this down. He became the new the bass player after Scott. Um, oh right. So that so this but that timeline is not lineup personnel is that really yeah yeah no that's not right and also you need your own wiki page we need the maritime stuff in there we need the we need the producer credit stuff in there yeah i don't see yeah that that's not true that's (laughs) not true um see look at the debunking uh, the myth of, of this album. Right? Because the internet's going to say, oh, yeah, Ryan played piano on it. <laughs> Forever. I'm going to try to edit this right now. Yeah. Let's see. Content, your I feel like, I feel like, see, I keep, uh, again, I, I think that's the Maritime record that I'm thinking of, yeah. a piano player. But, well, um, we can wait before I edit. I mean, can... I don't know. I, I mean, I, I did some of the keyboards and, and, and piano stuff, uh, so I might have done it or... Right. 
uh, Jay might have done it. I don't remember. I don't think we actually brought somebody else in that I, I could remember. That I, and, and sadly, if somebody did, especially if they just happened to have the same name as uh, our future bass player, uh, that would I probably would have remembered that. Um, right. But, uh, yeah. The other interesting thing is the Pitchfork review. Do you remember anything about that before oh, I tell you? Oh, yeah. I, I do remember because I remember Tim Edwards. When we were some, one of the one of the reunion cycles that we did, brought that up in the like the the wayback machine or whatever the, the internet archives yep. thing, you know. And wow, was that interesting? I, you should you should I don't know link to it or something. Yeah, can. I have the wayback machine up. But re- do you remember the score? Do you remember the rating? I don't remember the rating. Eight point two. Eight point two, and that's the that's the review they gave. I thought the review was like terrible. Exactly. I mean, it's like it's both, it's both such a condescending review, yet it's an eight point two. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember. Yeah, it's just it was just a weird, it's just weird, weirdly written. It's weirdly written. I will read the last paragraph because it'll tease everybody to go. Promising signs for full recovery and to include Fountains of Wayne Weezer emulation, figure eight skips a beat over you, and successful resolution of relapsed emo tendencies with new pop paradigm, figure three, the Deep South. Additionally, subjects exhibition of ballad-like behaviors, figure five, things just getting good, figure 10, all of my everythings, is consistent and comparable with past performance. Conclusions, Results are still inclusive. Projections for full recovery remain at 82% for the time being. Nick Morav, November 1st, 1999. It's poetry. <laughs> it's so weird. I th- yeah, but yeah. that era, I mean, that it era... Was, of, like, it, was, it, was a, it was the Wild West. Yeah. My friend. It was, you could write whatever you wanted. It, there was no rules. So good. Um, so we'll yeah. we'll we'll yeah, link so everybody can enjoy the whole thing. Yeah, like some weird, some weird. Yeah, link to it or something because it's like it's like it's weird. Like it was like this record was like a weird experiment. So it was written as if it was an experiment <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that review? Like then, did it help? No. Did you no? no right? I I I was yeah, I wasn't yeah. I don't know. I think. If it wasn't like in the like the Denver Chronicle or something when you're on tour and you're like, you know, oh, did did the the weekly? I I, I apologize for anyone in Denver that 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 isn't the name of your weekly magazine. I apologize because I just made it up. Um, it should be maybe, uh, <clears throat> but you know, like those weekly magazines that you get, you know, and you look in it when you're on tour and it's like, oh, did they did they mention our show? You know, right. Did, did they review the record? Is there a write-up? Did, is this what we did an interview for last week? You know, whatever. Uh, you know, so that that's that was that was my knowledge because we're we're gone all the time. You know, like the immediate access on the ro- on the road to the internet. You know, necessarily. And we and if we were, we weren't still in front of Pitchfork. We would review at that time. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't remember. I, I didn't even think Pitchfork was around back then, but apparently it was. <laughs> Do you remember the AV Club review? 
for that record? Yeah. No. Um, who wrote it? Did Josh do it? Let's see who wrote it. Stephen Thompson. Oh, sure. But what's interesting is it was filed in 2002. That was the writer? It was it was it was posted in two thousand two, not around the record. No, 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 Well, you know they're busy. They're busy. They got a lot. They got they they, they got a lot of records. But it was interesting. If do you mind they're me reading a, a passage from it? Sure. Let's see. Where do I want to start? Very emergency is a far cry from its more intense predecessor, nineteen ninety seven. Nothing feels good, which is fine. <laughs> promise which is what you never want to hear from your wife or girlfriend it's fine uh the promise ring certainly isn't i that was me interjecting that's not part of the review (laughs) okay continuing on the promise ring certainly isn't contractually obligated to make the same great record over and over it's not on a major label remember and its approach to big catchy pop is admirable the problem is more with spotty execution than faulty goals Emergency, emergency has a mild wide chorus that's hard to resist. Happy Hour is a great rock anthem, and Skips a Beat Over You is cheesy in the best possible way. But too much of very emergency scant 35-minute running time is dragged down by plotting overlong misfires. Holy shit. All of my everythings, this thing's just getting good. And awkward feel-good fluff. Happiness is all the rage. The promise ring is free to do whatever it wants, but when it only puts 10 songs on a record, it might want to pursue consistency more rigorously. Whoo! Hot take! This guy, yeah, I'm, for, I'm fine with that. That's a good review. That's a, that's a yeah. That's true. <clears throat> no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could see that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's just a tip. That's a sort of, like, that's just sort of like the, 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 the decisiveness of that that this record yeah. cause, you know. So that's it. Like that was that. You know, what are they doing? <laughs> you guys just made mm-hmm. this record yeah, we love. What are you stuff. doing? Like, oh, there's enough of their old stuff. There's enough. That, you know, there's new stuff. I see what they're doing. You know, it's like you know what you know whether they like it or not. They they certainly recognize. <laughs> Uh, you know, our intent. You know, playing the album since then on the reunion tours, playing this record, any things that have stuck with you or anything that you've thought about since or had different thoughts or even maybe even the same about this record? I know he's just overall, like, even before I said, hey, we're talking later. Yeah, no, I mean, no, overall, the, the playing these songs is uh, fucking fun. I mean, it's super fun. There's, there's a very fun to play. That's uh, that, that, <clears throat> what I remember is, you know, looking forward to the very emergency songs on the set. <laughs> you know, because you're like, you know, they're just really fun to play. Not, I mean, you know, other songs are fun to play too, but I mean, there's something, something just, there's a certain, certain <clears throat> vibe to the, to those songs that, I don't know. I always enjoyed playing. Cool. Because because you know, purposely purposely simple, and you could play them very loud, and you can't play them loud enough, and it you know. Could, you know what I mean, it's like, yeah, that's. I mean, for me, that's that's what I enjoy about playing drums, and and that that sort of that 
record encapsulated that feeling I get, you know, with, with that instrument. That's perfect. Cool. That was my questions. Oh, nice. Oh, painless. Come on, Dan. <laughs> uh, I, I do remember one thing, though. It's just I, I, I didn't want to like you know badmouth Kim Kilmeade at all because she's a super sweetheart and she's. But the, what I loved about her the most is that she was honest and sometimes brutally so. But you know, because even early on, she was like a almost like a de facto manager for us like you know Gigi wasn't technically you know uh, but she was a super helpful resource to us to guide us you know early on you know um, and to help us out like she was invaluable <clears throat> she was also invaluable when we were recording very emergency at inner ear because the uh, there, there was the, the NBA uh, playoffs were, were happening but we were recording and, you know, like we couldn't, like the TV at the, at the studio didn't really work or whatever. So she would go home and tape games for us. And then still so we would, we would be on like a tape delay, a full day. <laughs> so she would come to the studio with these, with these uh, tapes of basketball games <laughs> that then we would just like watch next day to get caught up and we try to ignore newspapers and, and, you know, whatever, because then, you know, whatever, we were just focused on the record. But, you know, if we had to, you know, just have that sort of playing and sort of check in on, on how it is. Yeah. So, I mean, she, you know, she was brutally, brutally honest with, with, uh, with her take on, on the album, but in no way does that, you know, I, 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 and I totally appreciated that that sentiment. <clears throat> but I also don't want to have her come off like that. I have any ill will or anything because she's a super sweet. And was, you know. um, but yeah, no, that, that was a, a, another thing when, you know, kind of thinking back on, on that recording process. I remember that. And it was sort of like this super sweetheart thing for her to do. Like, you know, what a weird thing to ask. <laughs> That's amazing because it that wasn't as easy as pressing the button. Uh, there was some there was some maneuvering and work involved. Yeah, and that takes up like a whole TV and a whole hours of just this TV have having to be on and taping on this tape, this VHS tape, the game, and then you know it was just and she'd come to the studio and we sort of like swap tapes. Oh, we watched this game. Thank you. Here. Here's the old tape here. Oh, this is the new one. Awesome. Thanks. And we just sort of like switched back and forth. What games were, the, were on that? What, who, what, what teams were, were playing? Oh, come on. I knew you were going to ask. Wait, we can look it up because we have the internet. What, what you, yeah. so is this late? Is this it's, summer of 99? Well, it was, oh yeah, because it was, uh, it was released, uh, what? October 4th? Uh, sep- what no. the, no, September 28th. Okay. So you, if this was definitely was this Nick Spurs? Actually, that lines up because yes, yes it was yeah because because uh, they because uh, I know I know Mike Shanbeck was was a big Knicks fan so that that sort of lines up and then you know 
He might have even been there. I have no idea. Maybe he was at the studio with us, or maybe it wasn't. But I remember, maybe just because he said they were Knicks, I know he was a big fan. I also sort of remember the Sixers, but that doesn't, but maybe, maybe that was. The Knicks, the Knicks beat the Pacers in the Eastern Finals. Spurs beat the Trailblazers 4-0 in the Western Finals. Okay. But I forgot that this season was a shortened season. That's right. That's right. That was the weird season. Because, look, their record, the Knicks were the eighth seed. So there was the eighth seed getting to the final. They were 27-23. and 23. That's crazy. Yeah, that was weird. I did not remember that. That's why we have the internet, Dan. It's okay. That's why we yeah. have, we can check. We can internet, check if internet will, will talk for me. <laughs> I mean, we found out that Ryan Weber didn't play piano. We found out the lyrics to a song we both forgot. <laughs> the band Jenny Toomey was in. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a wonder machine. <laughs> Seriously, guys, the trick to podcasting: have the internet open. Well, maybe we can find out what what Paul Coob does now. Yes, seriously. Hey, Dan, is he a bus driver? Like, I don't know, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's he's the green line. Nice. He's got to be on. He's got to be on LinkedIn. Are you gonna look him up right now? See if he's a bus driver. I'm, I'm linking. I'm linking in. You're linking in. Okay. He's got to be up. Yeah, you know, this kind of stands up. I think he's a, a graphic designer. Wow. Yep. You want to go live? Yep. 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 In the uh, Greater Denver area. Um, so maybe, maybe he's designed for the Denver, Denver Weekly. Chronicle. No, Denver Chronicle. That's the Denver Weekly. <laughs> As he shakes his head at you right now. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Paul. <laughs> sorry, Paul. <laughs> Day.